All right, we are live. So this is really exciting for me. I'm doing it as a podcast. I'm doing it as a video. But I want to talk about the upcoming Eastern States 100-mile ultra endurance run that I'm going to be doing this Saturday. It starts at 5 in the morning. It's at Little Pine Creek State Park. It's about three hours from here. It's around Pine Creek. And it's a single, one, huge 100-mile loop uh, through the Appalachian Mountains. It's going to be about 21,000 feet of elevation climb. So I might go up 1,000 come down a thousand, go up 1500, come down 1500. So it's, it's a lot of climbing through very remote and technical terrain. So when I say technical terrain, I mean, there's tree roots and there's rocks and there's, there's climbing up and over things, right? It's not just clear, straight paths. So it's all in the woods, all in the trails, but it's beautiful. If you go to the Eastern States 100 website, you go to course overview, you can actually see uh, the technical terrain and the elevation. But if you screw all the way down, they have it uh, parsed out segments of the race and they describe to you exactly what you're gonna be seeing. So they'll say you're gonna come up this big climb, but at the top is one of the most gorgeous views you'll ever see, so take it in. And then you're gonna go down and you're gonna see this farmhouse. On, and it's just really cool the way they describe all of it. And just going through section by section has me so excited to get into the run and just keep moving forward so I can keep seeing all of the things that they have listed there. But this is the week that we do all the planning the strategizing, this is the madness behind the madness, so to speak. So if the race is the madness itself and all of the craziness and fun stuff that's gonna happen for the race, this is the week leading up to it. And the reason I wanted to do this is because it's it's really hard to like describe how much fun these things are and how exciting they are, right? Like if you just tell someone you're gonna run 100 miles, they're like, you're crazy, but they don't know they don't know all the things that are going on behind the scenes and during this event. And those are the things that make this an, an incredible experience. So Shauna is my crew chief. She loves this stuff. She she can't wait for this day. I think she's a little worried about me, but she cannot wait for this day. And it's because it is so energizing, so exciting. So this is one huge 100 mile loop. But all throughout, there's 250 volunteers. So there's a one-to-one ratio. For every runner, there's, a, there's one volunteer. There's 250 runners, 250 volunteers. Working 15 different aid stations. So there's gonna be aid stations set up all along the way. And our crew is allowed to be at five of those aid stations. So that's where they'll see me and do a whole bunch of really fun stuff that I'll talk about in a minute. But the day is just amazing. So at when, when like for Shauna, when she's at these crew stations, seeing all of these runners come in, some of them just beaten, battered, broken. Some of them are thriving. Some of them are killing it. They're crushing it, and they they come in, and it's like it's like boxers, you know, going through a boxing fight. So round one, you know, the first crew station they see me at, it's not going to be too bad. I come I come into the corner sit down, they start taking care of me, doing all the things they need to do, and then you go back out into the fight. And at some point, like you're seeing people come back, like they just got their butts kicked, right? So you're just beaten down, you're feeling broken, and and now it's time to take care of them, put them back together. And the ultra community, the ultra running community, what makes it so awesome is that all of these people come together. Like I actually was gonna get a shirt for Shauna that said everyone's crew because she's out there helping anyone she can, helping other crews, helping runners wherever she can. And one of my 50 mile ultras, a guy actually like was with her, like they paired up, they were helping uh, me, they were helping his runner. And like, he's like, sit down, man, take off your shoes. I'm gonna rub your feet. And I'm like, 
what? Like, where, who are you? Where did you come from? And it's just such a fun, 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 energizing, really amazing experience. And I never knew anything about it. So when I got into the ultra running community and all like we were going and we were having these amazing experiences, it's now like, I feel so bad that the rest of the world has no idea that these things exist because they are just incredible. My sister Doris showed up to watch me in the settlers park, settlers cabin park. So Shauna was there. It's 6.2 mile loop and you had to do it eight times. So I came and I was going to see Shauna eight times. So my sister stopped by just to see me for one of the loops. She ended up staying the entire day. She stayed for 13 and a half hours and she just sat there and watched all the runners come in, like working with their crew, the crew's taking care of them and they're getting back out there. So it's a lot of fun. And I just wanted to share some of the things that are happening behind the scenes because it's really exciting. So uh, I'm going through now. I kind of went play by play, right? So I have all these, I'll put a little hole in these and then I'll kind of have them as I come into the cruise stations, the ones I need, I'll just kind of have them floating on my, my hydro bag. And so these are little notes. So I know at every mile, like when am I gonna have a huge climb that I have to go up? When am I gonna be going down a really steep climb? Um, is there a part where I should be running? So some of these, you know, they actually say like, hey, this next four or five miles, little bit of rolling hills, not much climbing. So do your best to kind of pick up the pace a little bit, right? Because there's cutoff times throughout the whole race. So if you're not out of an aid station by the cutoff time, you're done and they pull you from the race. So I have to be very mindful of keeping pace and keeping up. And it's just all really exciting. So I the first place I see my crew is at mile 17. So you know, I have like, I think it's six and a half hours to get there, so I should be fine, no problem there. The first climb, so it's three miles out of the gate. The first climb starts at mile four. It's one of the steepest climbs. It's, it, it's like 33 to 34% grade, and then it goes up to a 39% grade. So if you think of like horizontal as zero, and as you go to 90, which is like a straight up and down wall, you know, you get to kind of like that 30, 35 to 39. I'll just tell you that that's really, really, really steep. And it's 1.1 miles long and climbing 1100 feet of elevation. So right off the bat by mile five, I'm going to be wrecked. <laughs> and then um, there's another climb right after my crew station that I see at 17. So I'll see them at 17. And the way that it works is I'll come in and they'll start working on me, right? So Shauna has bags built for every single aid station. Those bags are gonna have all the things I need in it. They're gonna have uh, an extra pair of shoes, an extra pair of underwear or uh, shirt, uh, shorts, socks. It'll have all of my fueling that I'll need for the next part of the race. It'll have like these things ready to go and be buttoned on me. Um, everything that I need for the next section will be in that bag and it'll be ready to go. So that's what Shauna does. She's taking care of all that. She's got it all ready. She's got it all planned. She's the crew chief. She'll be telling everyone what they need to be doing to help me as I come into that aid station. So uh, the other thing that people will be doing is like I, I wear a hydro bag. So I'll have like a two liter thing of water and then I'll have two water bottles in the front. The front water bottles are actually a mix called Martin 320. It's 320 calories. 80 grams of carbs, which is 320 calories. So it's great fueling throughout the race. And then in my backpack will be water. So as soon as I come in, instead of trying to refill that with cold water, they're pulling it out. They're gonna pull that out, put a new one in. I have four or five of those two liters. They'll be uh, filled with water and sitting on ice. So it'll be really ice cold water. And that's, what the, that's why it's nice having your crew station there, right? Because 
The aid stations are awesome. They have all the drinks, they have the food, they have everything that you need. But when you get back out in the terrain, you need new stuff. You need new shirts, you need new shorts, you need new shoes. So you need new hydro bags. So they're gonna fill that up for me, put it right in there, and then send me on my way. Um, I have uh, shoes that I'll be, uh, the goos that I'll be taking with me as well. And they'll kind of be just getting me out. If I need to sit down, I'll sit down. I'll rub my legs down with CBD oils. I have Biofreeze that'll go over top of that just to get everything you know back working, functioning properly, and then I'm off. So after 17, I'm gonna climb a huge hill again, and I don't see my crew again until mile 43, I think. So I have a long ways to go in the woods by myself before I get to them. When I get to them at mile 43, that's when my first pacer starts with me. His name's Chad Colmer. He's one of the best uh, runners around here. He's phenomenal. This is going to be the slowest 50 miles he's ever ran because he's going to pace me for 50 miles. So a lot of people have asked me about pacers. Uh, they're not allowed to carry anything for you. They're not like your donkey. They, they, you have to carry all of your own stuff, but they are there for moral support and to keep you going. And they're also great to have there for emergency services, right? If something were to happen to you, that you have another person right next to you and they go behind you. So he'll be behind me the whole time and just kind of be pushing me, talking to me. I already told him I can't talk, especially when I'm climbing. He said, don't worry about that. You just keep moving forward and I'm gonna make sure that you keep you keep on track and you keep going. So he'll be with me for 50 miles. And then uh, when I get to that last aid station around like mile 90, Shauna's gonna step in. She's gonna finish the last 10 miles with me. So both of them are registered pacers. They're registered uh, as runners in the event. They'll have big pacing bibs on and they'll be behind me the whole time. So every time we come into a crew station between mile 43 and 90, the crew's also going to be helping Chad, the other Chad, my pacer Chad, to, to refuel all of his stuff, right? So it's really, really fun and exciting. The whole day is gonna be crazy. Uh, after Chad and I take off, we're going to be going into the night. So it'll. I think we're gonna be leaving the, the projection to leave the 40 mile station, I think is right around six o'clock. And so he'll go with me. The next one at mile 60, we're due, we're, we should be hitting that around one or two in the morning. And then that's, to me, right now, based on everything I know, that's where I think it's going to be the most difficult because I'm already going to be more miles than I've ever done. So I'll be you know, coming into like 50, 60 miles, or I'll be at 60 miles at that aid station. It'll be nighttime. I will have been running for uh, close to 20 hours at that point, and I'm gonna be exhausted, but I can't go to sleep. <laughs> We actually have, Shauna bought like a blow up thing for the back of the truck so I could jump in that real quick or if any of the, the pacer or the, sorry, the crew wants to jump in the back of that, they can jump in the back of that, take a nap because that's the other thing, right? Like there, the, this is a huge course. So it's not like people can just easily go back to a hotel and go to sleep. We're in the middle of nowhere. So the crew is out there. All Shauna will be out there for 36 hours, sleeping in a chair, sleeping like under some emergency blanket or whatever she can do to get a couple hours sleep, but she's not gonna be able to like go back to the cabin and get a good night's sleep. Like when I'm out there and she's worried about being at the next spot and, and having everything I need and being ready, she's not gonna be able to go to sleep. So she'll be out there for 36 hours. My sister and Kevin will probably be out there. Uh, Missy and my friend Chris are gonna be there as well. Chad Comer will be there until he's with me. Uh, Jason and Christine were still, we're still, you know, 
seeing if they're going to be able to make it, but the the whole crew like they're going to be in it the entire time. So it's it's pretty crazy when you think about like even from that perspective, but for me, I'm I'm trying not to sleep. I want to keep moving my body forward as much as possible. If I sit down for 20 minutes, like I feel like trying to get up from that knowing the way my legs are going to feel. I mean, after I did 50 miles in Settlers Cabin Park, that was only 7,000 feet of elevation. I have to go 21,000 feet of elevation climbing hills in this in this race. And so I know that I'm already going to be around 10,000, 11,000 feet of elevation at that point. Running, Having been running for 20 hours, I'll be at the point where I can't really do the gels anymore because they're just going to make, make me sick. Um, I'm gonna start getting sick to my stomach. I'm probably gonna be getting close to being dehydrated. It's just hard not to be because you're just working, 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 working. And unless you're drinking perfectly the whole time and you're keeping your electrolyte balance up the whole time, you're going to probably start to dehydrate a little bit. So that's the point where I think is going to be the absolute hardest. So what I'm trying to do mentally is get into my head like when you get in there, this is not the time where you start complaining to everyone about how this is the time where you're like, suit me up, get my new shoes on, get the bag on. I'm broken in every place possible, but we got to get the hell out of here. Let's get back on and get the mile 80 as fast as possible, then get the mile 90 uh, so I can see Shauna and we can finish this damn thing. And so the the other bad part about this is going into that time of night, they they made a, <laughs> a uh, slight modification to the course. They're making us actually go through Pine Creek. So I don't know what the distance is. It's probably between 50 to 100 yards crossing um, through, but there's, you know, it's there's definitely a current. So you can shimmy over uh, via a rope. There's different options. Or if you really want to try it, you can dive in and just try to swim across, which honestly is probably what I'll do at that point because I'll just be so like wanting to get in water, something cold, and cool my body down and, and just get across. So it's get through that get through the night and then as best I can keep trucking forward. It ends at five o'clock Sunday. So I was just on that briefing call. They were giving a big overview talking about it and they're like, we want a party at four and five o'clock at the finish line. So bring your family, bring your friends. Like we just, we have all the food there. We have food trucks, we have all the beer. Like we want everyone there celebrating these runners coming across that have been out there struggling for somewhere between 30, 30 to 36 hours. Uh, the fast runners, it's worth mentioning, will probably finish this in like 20, somewhere between 20 and 23 hours. So it's just incredible, these these ultra runners that are that are like actually phenomenal ultra runners. It's unbelievable what they can do. They're, they actually added a solo division this year, which means they're, they have a cap at 75 solo runners that basically are running without a crew. So they're going to do 100 miles straight, no crew. They're they're able to use the aid stations, but there's no one there helping them. Like I have Shauna and I have the whole team. They have no one. And the reason they're experimenting with that is because the crew is what takes up a lot of the parking. So they might be able to uh, allow more people into the race if they don't need to have crews at all of these different aid stations. So they can they can have a lot more runners potentially join the race so they have to cap it at 250 right now just because they don't have room for all of the crews at all of these different aid stations so that's the story there but uh the terrain is absolutely beautiful it's gorgeous i can't wait just to see everything that i'm going to see except for the nighttime i'm going to be traveling for hours upon hours in the night not see anything 
And um, it's just, you know, it's it's one of those things where not only is it like it's a, it's a super exciting event, but I didn't start because of that. I started these things to really figure out how to push the boundaries. I think if you if you ever are confident or you feel like you're really good at something, you just haven't been up against a big enough mountain or a big enough challenge and so or a big enough opponent. And I, I know that in this race, I'm going I'm going to learn a lot about myself. In the 50 miler, one of the things I learned about myself was that there was nowhere in my mind going into that race or during that race that like quitting was even a consider something that I would even thought of as an option. And I say that because I actually thought I was gonna be in some trouble from an emergency perspective. I had never been so hot, the humidity was killing me. And I literally thought at one point that I'm not gonna make the cutoff or that I'm just gonna end up like passing out in the woods. I've never experienced hotness like that. I could not cool my body down and I was just on fire. So we have ways that we're gonna try to control that in this race. Um, Hopefully the humidity is nowhere near as bad. It doesn't look as bad, so that's really good. But I, I, I just, I was really surprised with myself because I was thinking like, man, it never even crossed my mind that I wouldn't finish this thing. Like I was coming into this with like no shadow of a doubt. I'm not stopping. There's nothing stopping me. And I remember there's there were points where I'm like, I can't believe I'm hurting this bad. And I'm still like, there's no way I'm pulling out. There's no way I'm quitting. And so I know in the 100, it's going to be more extreme than that. I'm going to get to many points, I'm sure, where I say there's no way I can do this. There's no way in how I can keep moving forward. And some way, somehow, I hope I figure out how to do it because that's what it's all about. It's figuring out who you are at your core. And it's not like this isn't a skill assessment. I'm not trying to figure out if I'm good at this. I'm trying to figure out what I'm made out of and who I am when when like, when like when things happen to you and you have to face adversity and you're you're, you're kicked down into a corner and you have to decide whether or not you want to get up and keep fighting. That's what, that's what I want. I want that moment. I want to, I want to figure out who I am in that moment. What are the character traits that I have right then and there to keep pushing through and to keep digging and, and, and just getting through this thing. And I, I think that that's life, right? Like life throws all of these things at us you know, we, we go and we get our careers and we get our jobs and we have these great things that we become really good at, these skills. We develop skills. But at the end of the day, we're, we're made up out of, out of uh, traits, out of attributes, out of things like, you know, uh, mental toughness and uh, the ability to overcome adversity and uh, fortitude and perseverance and all of these things, right? And these are the things that I am – I, I want to make sure that I have these as a part of my core. And the only way to know is if you test it push it into the boundaries. And so, you know, for some people that might be doing a 5k, a 10k, it might be doing a, 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 a marathon, half marathon. I started five years ago, six years ago, two miles was really hard to sign up for a four mile Spartan race. It was so incredibly hard. And then six miles was hard. And then eight miles was hard. And then 10 miles was hard. But as you start doing more and more and more and more, and you start figuring out, I can do that. I can do that. You start doing things you never thought were possible. When you're doing hard things, hard things, seem less hard because you start to open up your horizons. You start to open up your capacity for doing really tough shit, right? And so that's what this is all about for me. But behind all that, right, people see that and they're like, oh my God, you're doing like a hundred mile race. It's crazy. And that's it. They end it there. There's so much more behind the scenes. And that's what I wanted to bring to light in this podcast. 
and just talk about how crazy excited we are. So uh, Saturday, 5 a.m., there's an app you can track me on. I'll put a link in uh, for the video. I'll put a link in the show notes for the podcast. And then there's a subscription form. So if you wanna just enter your first name, phone number, um, Sean is gonna send out text updates if possible. You know, there's a lot of spotty spotty issues happening up in that that kind of territory. But if you're on that list, you'll get an update. So she'll say things like, just came in, he's on pace or he's behind pace or he's really struggling or struggling or he looks like he's doing great. All those things you can you can just follow there or that link. Um, I recommend doing that because that'll be fun. But there's also that link that you can pull up any runner. You can see all the runners. You can see the guy who's winning, um, you, the lady that's winning. You can see all of the different like metrics of the race. You know where I'm at compared to everyone else. What place I'm in. Am I like on track to make it to the next? aid station in time am i gonna you know make the cutoff time it shows you all of that so it's really really cool really exciting all right uh appreciate anyone that took the time to watch through this whole video i know listening to it's a little easier but uh the video is fun because you get to see all my crazy mannerisms anyway that's it eastern states 100 2023 we're gonna see if we can do it been dreaming of it for a long time always thought this was impossible and now i'm in the mindset that just gotta go just gotta do it Let's go. I'm out. Boom.